Pete Corso and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here, of course. Joe is with us in the booth, and you're with us on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, listening live on Podbean, and anywhere you podcast. And listen, uh, give us a call, 855-313-PATS, our heated hotline. Leave us a message, 24-7. You know the drill. Joe's going to pick one. We want it to be yours. So 855 855- 313-7287. Hey, we got a great one uh, tonight. And I say tonight because it's Friday night. We're filming now, and we're going to show it tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, as always. But we're going to have the Pats Nation for you, a little post-game coverage by Mark and I uh, for that Panthers game that's in the second half right now. And, of course, Catone's comments. You're not going to want to miss that. We're going to hear from one of you in the nation in heated hotline. So, guys, uh, Good Friday night. Hey, where where better place to be? What better place to be than with Corso and Catone on a Friday? Hey, yeah, Friday, <laughs> Friday with the boys. And and of course, it, it, we're already having the glitches because Mark, I think, is still on mute. So I'm off now. I'm <laughs> off. So yeah, good week, gentlemen. Yeah, good so week. Far. It's it's Friday night. It's Patriots are on. How can you beat it? Except yeah, I mean you know we're, we're probably going to get a little bit heated up. In the next couple of minutes, I would think, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I was only able to watch. <laughs> well, first of all, he's getting alerts on his phone. Evacuate. Evacuate. It's like a monsoon where Chris is. Yeah, emergency alert, it said. Emergency alert, flash flood warning. It's a it's a, a life-threatening situation. Don't <laughs> travel. I mean, you know, in the meanwhile, it started. Mark, when did it start? It started. It started. The game started. It started 30 seconds after the game. Boom. <laughs> lost signal. Evident. So I, I'm, I'm over there watching it on the phone, the Apple TV, the radio. I have it all happening. So what we do well, for the fans to bring them course with Catone. That's it. <laughs> what we do for you guys is, uh, you know, pretty good stuff. So are we ready for the Pats Nation, gentlemen? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Joseph? So that Patriots-Panthers game, Panthers traveled to the Patriots this evening, or actually earlier in the week, uh, to take on the uh, Patriots. And that game's, again, still going on. Mark will get Joe, get us an updated score. And uh, we want to go through this in the Pats Nation, the only Patriots postgame show worth watching. 30 minutes following every Patriots game. Mark and I will be joining you. So, Mark, listen, Panthers come to town in this joint practice situation that they had. And, man, were there a lot of fireworks this week, weren't there? Yeah, it was ugly, right? It was ugly. I mean, you ever remember a Bill Belichick team being involved in two fights, back-to-back days in, 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 in a joint practice? I don't think yeah, that's, that's ever a, happened. That's a total ever. of, like, four fights, you know, yeah. in, in two days. Yeah, In two days. In two days. It was total bedlam. Bedlam. No, I mean I they showed a that. couple. Of, they showed a couple of them. Like it was just a mound of people on the sideline fighting with each other. Like I, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. It was, and not to sound like a homer. Um, you know what? I am a homer. We're in the real deal, New England feel. I'm just like you people out there. They can't do any wrong, right? No. So, in their defense, it you're not like gonna Car- try to defend this, are look, you? It looked like Carolina came to town wanting to fist fight. No. That's okay. what it looked if you, like. If you say so. Well, I mean, you know, they, they're probably still pissed off about what happened in the game last year where one of those, one of their guys got ankle twisted up or whatever. And, yeah, no, you know, it did. Yeah, I remember. Hurt, yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah, big baby. Yeah. But uh, – and so, yeah, fights were breaking all the time. But the first one, though, I, I – I, if Matthew Slater is coming out and saying 
Yeah, that's BS, man. Well, what did he? That, I, I, I'm a, I think the guy had a concussion, didn't he? Well, so what happened on the play was they were supposed to be going three quarter speed or half speed or something like that, and Carolina was just coming full blast, and somebody somebody hit Wilkerson, the wide receiver, either late or you know it was it was kind of a cheap shot, and then he's on the field and clearly in injured and and hurt and having some trouble, and then the dude gets up over him for Carolina, and he's like. He's kind of like taunting him and mocking him, you know, celebrating yeah. over him, and that and that pissed later off and company. And so they went in, and the melee, you know, ensues. But to your point, Mark, this doesn't happen five years ago, does it? No. And, and, and well, let me ask you a question though: Why doesn't it happen five years ago? Is it on Belichick? Is it is it because you had different leadership on the team? And I'm not going to go down the road of who that leadership was. I'm not going down, but yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. The guy wow. taking a little, a little, uh, a little hiatus from <laughs> training camp. That guy, maybe, <laughs> you know? maybe, maybe. So, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there, though. It's okay, so you bring the point up. Would that have happened five years ago? I would say no. I don't think so because when teams came in here. When, yes, when number 12 was here and the organization, you know, that 20-year run that's now clearly over, teams came in for joint practices looking to absorb as much as they could from the best-run organization in all of sports. Because at that time, for 20, they were the best, most well-run, best coach, best organization in all of sports. And teams came in here with the utmost respect for the Mm -hmm. Patriots, for Belichick, for Kraft, for Brady. And so all they wanted to do was soak it in and admire them and, you know, see how to get it done now. I mean, so this crap wouldn't have happened then. That disrespect would not have been shown. But now, Mark. Yeah, I don't think anybody – listen, I don't think that any. I think that, you know, the luster is off, the, the, the nickel, whatever you want to call the cliche, right? I don't, right? I don't think anybody has that level of, of respect for us. And in some cases, I honestly believe – there was a little bit of a fear factor. You were going into this, you were going in for a joint practice against the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest coach of all time, it, it, you know, some a historic organization, yeah. ownership group, everything. It was just a mystique and an aura about, okay, we're, we're going in there against the Patriots now in the joint practice. We're going to try to put our best foot forward. Even yeah. then, it was almost like there was pressure for you to say, can we match up against these guys in these practices? You know what I mean? Yeah. This is how our this is how to run an organization. Yeah. So let's watch that and see what we can do the same. You know? And then yeah, yeah it doesn't exist anymore. So getting to the football portion of the yeah. week. Let's take the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Because they've been getting they're malign, much maligned. They're getting the most criticism um for either side of the ball. Yep. The coaching, the play, the offensive line, the quarterback. What did you see with these joint practices? I think we saw the same thing we've seen. The offense just doesn't seem to be running. They're not in sync. They, 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 they seem to be either a step behind, confused, not understanding the blocking scheme. They're running crosses. They're running different things that they've never run before. And, and it doesn't look like the receivers are comfortable. Mac Jones... You know, and, and when we get into the game tonight, I know you're going to bring up the fact, Chris, that he doesn't look comfortable. He's not stepping up in the pocket in, in, in areas he should be stepping up in the pocket. And I know a lot of the observers at the joint practice this week said that he didn't show the arm strength or the improvement that they thought they were going to see based on his offseason work. But I don't think it's because it's not there. I just don't think he's comfortable in what they're trying to do right now. And I think that showed up. Yeah, they, they had some highlights. Don't get me wrong. They, they had some good plays during the course of the week. But for the most part, even tonight, they just don't look comfortable. Yeah, they had a couple of plays, but they just don't look comfortable, do they, Chris? On offense? No. Well, especially Mac Jones. If you bring, if you bring up Mac Jones, no, he doesn't look comfortable. He looks like a guy that was getting prepared to run the offense, you know, making that next leap with the off with McDaniel's offense, right? Now here he comes with a brand new, you know, they're putting in the zone blocking, they're putting in the Shanahan passing attack, and now he's sitting there, okay, i got to learn something new. It's not comfortable for him. It's really not suited for the type of quarterback he is. He's more like a Brady quarterback. And isn't that why we drafted him? Yes. I mean, he's a cerebral guy. He's a guy that likes to make reads. 
you know, he likes to go through his progressions, find the open man, a lot of some read routes and some intellectual things going on out there rather than the Shanahan offense, which is much a much quicker passing game. It's drop to that three-step hit and and release. And and you have those, you know, high and low slants running and, and, and that different type of passing game. And do we have the receivers for that? Well, we certainly didn't draft, you know, I mean, the guy you love, and I don't blame you, okay, Thornton, I don't know that he's not made for that. I mean, he's made for more of a play action, you know, put the ball on your hip and have him, you know, blow by the corner down the field and hit that guy in stride. That's who that is, and that's more of a McDaniel offense. You saw that play action a lot last year. Who would have been better, Mark, to draft? Oh, yeah. he. Well, you mean with this new offense? Yes. What the hell do you think we're talking about right now? Well, no, I thought you, you know, I thought you meant for McDaniels' offense, which is why we took well, Thornton. They, they drafted Thornton. Yeah. They drafted Thornton. Huh? Did he not get the outline? <laughs> I don't know. No production meeting. <laughs> look, oh, but Mark, look. seriously, who who should they So uh, they should have taken Sky Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was what know. he did. He he ran he could run those types of routes. And watch what he does in Kansas City, by the way. Oh. And even Pickens would have been okay. Well, listen, Georgia. I told you Pickens. I left. I love Pickens. Pickens is already eating people up in preseason. Yeah, you know. So yes, to, so so get back to Mac Jones. No, he doesn't look comfortable. No. You know, he looks like he's trying to figure some things out. And not only that, even if he is comfortable, he doesn't have a freaking second to throw the ball anyway. I mean, the offensive line's playing so poor. You know, here's the thing with Mac Jones. Okay. And we'll talk. We talk about this. We saw it tonight in the first half because they did play some starters, which is good. Hey, it's good for it's good for the Pats Nation, right? Because oh, absolutely, it is. Good. But when you think about it, you you don't. If you don't play your starters this week, what what, you got one more week? That's it. Never gonna see him. What are you gonna do? Yeah, gonna use him. They go and joint practice with the with the Raiders next week over there. Then you won't. They're not allowed. All the media media is closed now. There is no media coverage allowed anymore. So now we really don't know what the hell they're going to look like. And and judging from tonight, my God. So, but getting back to the stepping up in the pocket, Mark, look, when he gets a clean pocket and he can step into a throw, he's accurate as anyone, anybody in the league, anybody, he's as accurate. But when things break down and he's got to shuffle, he's got to shift starting the game tonight, he gets, you know, he's not accurate. He's he's very inaccurate and and he is he's just not comfortable, you know. And that's not, I don't think he he's afraid to take a hit. He certainly no. took a, those last year, and he got his body right to be able to do that. But no, he's not comfortable in this offense. He's not. And and talk about the offensive line, Mark. Well, first of all, the the, the big issue I think is the tackles, right? So you didn't see the tackles tonight, the starting no. tackles, right, on no, either Trent side, Brown, uh, right? Brown and, so, yeah, yeah. And 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 from it looked it, from the way it appeared, it appears that um Win, I think got, got himself banged up in 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 the um this week's joint practices. So I, I I don't know if he returned. He he was he left the field at one point. I don't know if he returned. So he, he, did he not. May, so he may be out for a little bit. But both tackle positions, Chris, seem to be an issue because like I said, why wouldn't you have used Trent Brown tonight? I don't know. And Cole Strange. From all this week in the joint in the joint practices this week, Chris, I think he struggled a little bit. I don't know if he's struggling because of the the zone blocking schemes, but I thought that's why. If based on drafting him, when we saw the shift in offense, everyone thought, "Oh, the zone blocking scheme is perfect for him. He's athletic. He's fast. He's big. He can he can get in space." But he seems to be struggling. Why? Because it takes quick recognition. Yes, you he's an athlete. He can move laterally. I mean, which is what you need for the zone blocking. Now they did some of that tonight. We'll get into it. But you need to be able to move laterally while reading that front, while reading the penetration and picking first to flash, you know, at first to flash in front of yeah. you and pick that up. When you take a guy from tennis, is it Tennessee Chattanooga? Is that I think, so, yeah, I think so, yeah. When you take a guy, okay, from a school like that, you know, where Joe could have played football there. Okay. Oh, oh, oh come on now. Wait, why are you gonna take a shot at Joe? I was gonna take a shot at you, but I don't want to listen to you, you know, <laughs> hey, for the rest Joe. of the week. I know because I know Joe can handle it. You you get all, you know. So no, but seriously, when you take a guy from that school, what you athleticism's fine, but what you don't understand or what you what you have to 
what you really need to do your homework better on is, is intellectually, is he capable of handling what the NFL brings to the table as far as scheme goes and recognition and the speed of the game, especially the speed of the game. And that's what's hurting this kid right now because he didn't see that. How many NFL players did he go against? I don't know. What did he play against? One team that was a division one that had NFL players on it probably? Right. So that's the issue. Uh, To me, that's the biggest issue. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard anybody talking about that. What the hell else can it be? I mean, like I said, he's athletic, but he's just not getting it. He's not picking up. He's making bad reads on, on, on on the move. So, you know, when he was hat on hat last week, he was better. So, I, you know, again, I'm not sure what happens, but to me, you know, who the projected starter is going to be, okay? I mean, On the old line? So you're thinking, yeah. we're, we're thinking Trent Brown, right? Trent Brown. When, if strange. He's, you know, if he doesn't get it, if he's not hurt for any given period of time. But, okay. Strange. Strange. Andrews. Uh, Owinu and Andrews, yeah. So the two gods are strange and Owinu. You're going to have uh, Wynn and Brown at the tackles, and you have uh, Andrews. Andrews at the center. So on paper, you look at that and say, you know, not too bad, right? No, but you wouldn't but think not, so. But they're not playing well in camp. No. They're not playing well. And you know who's hurting this too? Is the media too. Because everybody's focusing so much on Patricia and Judge that they're switching schemes. This sucks. The coaching staff sucks. They can't teach it. That the players are now, what do you think? They hear that. And they're well, sitting of course saying, they do. yeah, it does suck. It does suck. There's a you're giving them a reason. You're giving them an excuse. You know, and, and I look, it's it has been ugly and and, and you can't even make comment. You, we can't even assess the backs, really. Because well, you haven't seen them. Let me ask you this, though. So I'm glad you brought up the backs. So the, the offense that they're running, the zone blocking scheme, are these running backs that we have guys that can. Is that their style? Is that why we drafted these guys? That wasn't why these guys were drafted, right? I that wasn't Stevenson, their style. I think it relate. You, I think Stevenson will end up better in that kind than of Harris. than Harris. Okay, because I think Harris is a little more tackle to tackle bruising guy. He needs to know the gap he's running yep. through. And okay. we talked about what the zone scheme is. It's simple. The, the 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 line is moving to an area to block, and the running back has got to pick the lane. He's got to see it open up and pick the lane. And like Le'Veon Bell used to at Pittsburgh, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. It is. It does take time. Now, they are getting a little better, a little better, but they're not nearly as good as they need to be in order to go. So these joint practices. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they get anything out of that this week. Well, this week, I was just going to say, I I don't know if they get anything out of this this week. Right now, you're not going to see. Yeah, I don't don't think so. I don't think it was it was worth it. And I don't think it. I don't think it's do you think they should be? Do you think this is worth it in general to do? Well, here's the thing. Here's my issue with joint practices. In the last couple of years, if you look back, somebody has always been hurt in these joint practices. You lost two guys this week. Now, listen, is it coincidental that the two guys that were struggling the most end up on IR during joint practices? Probably not, right? You know how it goes over here. That's how guys disappear. He just puts them on IR because they they, they weren't making the team anyways, right? Right. But. Yeah. You're but, talking about you're talking about Joan Williams and Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, the two, the two corners, the two corners. But you know, Wynn came off the field this week at one point. Henry tra- uh, came off the field. I don't, and you didn't see Hunter Henry at all today. Yeah. Um, so, so you also run that run that risk with, with these joint practices because inevitably every year we lose somebody. Yeah. In these joint practices, every during year during the week. During the week, so so I don't know, and it becomes counter. It becomes counterproductive too for the game tonight because you run these joint practices so you can get your starters the reps and you don't have to, you know, risk it in in preseason games. Except it was so it was just, so ugly. It was so ugly and nothing gained from it that you had to yeah. play your starters tonight at the, yeah. in the first half of the in game. In the first half of the game, yeah. I don't think that crap will go on next week with McDaniel's over there and, and with the Raiders. I don't think you're going to see. A lot I don't of think. I don't things, think it uh, will either. But I. But I. You know, like you said, there's no media coverage, so yeah. it's going to be tough to find out what actually goes on during those joint practices. And then next week, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on what happens at the joint practices. Do you use the starters for a couple of series, two, three series, to see what I they look like, or no? He'll do it if he thinks he needs to do it. But gone are the days, Mark where the first four games that are an extension of the preseason where you got time 
to fix things. You can't do that anymore. you're going to win your division anyway. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Not, not, not happening. So you got to come out of the gate strong. And so I don't know if they're going to play their starters next week, but they did play him in the first half tonight. I want to get okay. to that right yep. now. And so um, at the half, it was – we deal with the half. I mean, they're still playing right now, but – the well, yeah, because that's the starters. The starters played the yeah. first half. So the starters we'll played through on the that. first half, and I think it was what third, third, ten to seven or ten to three. Ten to half, three, I think. Like ten that. to three at the half. Yeah. So, what do you make of the offense, generally speaking, tonight? Generally speaking, because you got to tell that because I could. See, <laughs> I'm watching it through the snow. No, generally speaking, <laughs> I I think it was very similar to what you saw in the joint practices. You saw a couple of flashes of you know Mac Jones made a good read to Aguilar. On a first down pass, there was another pass where, as you said, Chris, you want to see him stepping, moving up or moving around in the pocket to, to create some space to make the throw. He did that on a throw to Aguilar. Aguilar got free, got behind a defender. And you and I were talking, if that was Thornton, he probably would have ran, he would have ran right by that guy and probably scored a touchdown. But could Jones have stepped up enough to get him the ball with, with, the, with arm strength? We don't know. But so... There was a couple of flashes, but for the most part, the passing game did not look good. It, 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 it looked like they had trouble with spacing. They had trouble with that. Whenever they tried to run a West Coast type of a route, yeah. it looked like they struggled, right? Where they were successful, I think, were when they had some of the elements of last year's McDaniels' passing game. When they used the new West Coast, it looked like they struggled, right? Yeah. I thought. Yep. Um, and I thought the offensive line, and, and I'm going to let you speak to it. Uh, there was one play in particular um, that Mac Jones got sacked because of Andrews in particular, and you did oh, see boy. that. I know you had the antenna hanging out of your head <laughs> to, to see it, right? But but I'll let you explain it. Of, of all people to screw up something like this, um, I would not have expected it with Andrews. So the it, it's center pressure. Okay, and they were coming through one of the A gaps, and that's the gap directly on either side of the center, right? Is that first gap. And so they had some pressure come up that gap, and Andrews just chose wrong. I mean, he moves to his left, and that pressure's coming from the right. He's got to shuffle to the right and pick that thing up, and then it's no problem. Now, should so he have anticipated a, that? Yes. I mean, you 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 come to the line that communication with with Andrews down the line because all the communication happens from the center out. So Mac Jones is supposed to be setting up the the blocking scheme basically at the line of scrimmage. Andrews Andrews relays it to the other. So guys. was that on Jones? Was that on Jones? Or was no, that I don't Andrews? know. I mean, I I can't hear you know what they're saying as far as the protection goes, and and if he's identifying the mic or any of the linebackers out there, I I don't know. But I like to believe that Andrews can come to the line against the backups, mind you, for Carolina, <laughs> and and be able to read what they're in. I mean, it's pretty vanilla. They ran a couple of twists, a little bit, a couple of scheme games on the, on the defensive front with the. But, but it, was, it was mostly vanilla, right? It's yeah. So I mean, no, that was a pro yeah, that was an issue. And what happens? It, same thing we just talked about in practice. When Mac Jones can't doesn't have a pocket and he can't step into the throw. He looks like he's weak. He looks like he can't. His arm strength's poor, right? Yeah. And so the offensive line, yeah, they str they struggled in that game, uh, this game tonight. Uh, Mac Jones was under pressure from the middle, a lot of middle pressure, and some edge too. But Mark, there was one play that we talked about where he was getting some pressure off the edge, and it was on Mac Jones, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on Mac Jones. Yeah, because he did not step up and elude. The he he just sat there, and you were like, move, move up. In the pocket, he, he didn't. He waited and waited, and, and the pressure forced him to throw it. I think it was an incomplete pass. Yeah, I mean, if anything, he he, he kind of stepped – he was getting pressure from his left side, right? Yeah. And that 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 rusher, that end went upfield behind Mac Jones, or what should have been behind. He took like a seven-step drop and then sat there, like Mark said. What he did is he shuffled to his right a little bit, which he needs to step up to create a pocket. And deliver yeah. that throw. I, you know, it, it, these are things that you look at and you wonder, okay, who's that on? Who is this on? Well, who, okay, so my question, when that happened, when that particular play happened, Chris brought up exactly what he just brought up. And I said to him, okay, so who's going there with the surface tablet 
at the end of this, yeah. sitting next to him and going through and saying, okay, yeah. what, 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 yeah. what's going on here? Who, who is it? Who's, who's sitting next to him? Joe Judge? Yeah, what Mickey else going Mouse, over there? Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse or Donald Duck? One yeah, of those two. Right? You know? so, so that was the next conversation that, that we had while that was happening. Okay, well, who's going next to him with the surface and, and, and reading something with him? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Joe, Joe Judge is the quarterback coach. So you would Matt think. Patricia's calling the plays. So I'm not sure if Matt Patricia's going to go to the offensive line because he's the offensive line coach, too. It's like that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Bugs Bunny playing first. Bugs Bunny playing second. He's like, it's all over the joint. You know what I'm saying? Well, because now that play with Andrews. Now, wouldn't you think, now, if that was Dante Sconecchia, when they went back to the sideline, Sconecchia's saying, oh, what was that? Yeah. What, are you kidding me? Is is Patricia doing that? I don't know. I don't know. If he's sitting next to Jones, how the hell's he doing that? So, again, it's been a consistent problem throughout the camp as to who's in this kid's ear, because if it's Joe Judge, Mark, he looks like he's oblivious out there. Like, he's just trying to catch up. Like, he just doesn't understand what the hell's going on. And at some point, the players are are just... Well, we thought that last year. Listen, we thought last year, it appeared to us that something happened on the defensive side of the ball. And, and whether it was, it was between the Sun and Mayo and who was in charge, we don't know what it was. But we thought that the defense pretty much quit last year. Remember those last few games and against Buffalo? And, and, and I think part of that was because of the, the, the coaching, right? Whatever yeah. was going on in that locker room with the coaching. And, and you, you may see something similar on offense this year. Yeah, because, you know, the defense started off poor, right? And then Belichick kind of took the reins on it. You see, and so now he takes the reins, takes it away from Mayo and his son, and now they play better. And then looks like he backed off. Gave it back to yeah, and then it didn't look so hot. Well, on offense now, as you saw, Matt Patricia call the place tonight, and Belichick was right next to him. Of course he was. So uh, there's a lot. Belichick was giving him a box of donuts. Yeah, is (laughs) Patricia Mark? Is Belichick going to end up calling the place? Yeah, I, I mean, I I hate. Listen, the amount of 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 attention to detail that Belichick likes to have. I, if you're going to call plays, that's going to consume you. You're not going to be able to have that attention to detail in other parts of the game that he likes to have. Right? He's looking at special teams. He's looking at everything. When you got these guys like Shanahan that are calling plays, Chris, he. That's all they're focused on. They're not focusing. They got guys looking at defense, guys doing special teams. Belichick wants to have his hands in everything. If he's going to have to call plays, he's not going to be able to do that. Right? And that's the problem. Belichick is one of the, if not the best, the best game managing coaches in history. And so now, but you know what, Mark, if you think about it like this, knowing Belichick, like I think we do, he thinks he can do it. He's sitting there saying, he's that guy sitting there right now going, hey, yeah, coaches that have to call the plays and manage and manage the game, not so good. But that's because yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Well, I think you're gonna he's gonna end up in a he's gonna have a problem if he thinks if he, that's his philosophy and that's what he thinks is in his brain, he's got a problem. I'd rather him call the I'd rather him call the plays than Patricia or any of the other guys. I'll tell you that. No, right well, now. yeah, yeah, you're right. But you know what? I'd rather have Bill O'Brien calling the plays right now. Well, that's a whole thing. That's a whole other thing. And let's hope something like that happens next season. Um, if they put in some more Alabama plays. But last on the receivers, Mark, I thought the like you said, I thought the route running was poor. I mean, I thought even though the throw was behind them, the first throw of the game, Parker Pac is gonna no Pac is gonna make that throw. So I, I'm sorry, know, that catch, I mean. There's a lot of work, and I didn't really see anything from Bourne. Did you? Did was you? Bourne even, even on the field? I don't know, but he's he's had a pay attention. Listen, to this he there. had a bad pra- couple of practices this week. He got he, didn't he, Belichick. They said was not happy with him at the joint practices, and he's disgruntled right now. Bourne is disgruntled. Well, you would think Bourne would have a command of this offense. That's what San Francisco ran. He's disgruntled, and I don't think he likes the fact that Parker's here. Okay, well. And so, and so we're going to see what happens uh, this week. We're not going to see a ton from the Raider game, but you know we'll have it for you. Don't worry, we'll have all the insight next Saturday. Don't listen. There was one play. There was one play, um, Chris, that we were watching, and and I said to you, "Oh, did you see the right hand side of the screen where and and Hoyer was in, and Thornton blew by somebody." And all, all Hoyer had to do was look to that side of the field and throw the ball up. Just throw it up. But but he didn't. He, he went to Parker, I think, on the play. It was a first down play. But Thornton ran, just ran loose, ran free. So 
you know, that kid will maybe, have a good year if they can put a pocket together. Yeah, that. maybe Mac okay. Jones. If Mac Jones has the protection, yeah. maybe Mac Jones picks that up and throws it to him. I don't know. Yeah. You know. So now on the other side of the ball, okay, I was really, really hoping tonight. Now we saw a lot of starters. Yeah, we w- did. It was weird though. We didn't see Barnmore with the starters. We saw him with the second unit. That yeah, was a little strange. That's something to keep your eye on because they started it with the front with Gotchow, Guy, and Davis, right? Yeah, but and Barnmore has been well at least early in camp. Nobody could, he was dominating people. So no. I don't know what, what that was about tonight. Yeah. Maybe he just feels like, okay, that's a, that's a settled, you know, maybe he's yeah. looking at Davis and trying to figure out, you know, what am I doing with that? But, you know, you have Judon and then you have Dietrich Weiss, my favorite. Well, guy. Weiss got a sack, right? Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, okay. So I tell us what your issue was. With, tell everybody what your issue was with Dietrich Weiss. He doesn't seal the edge. He doesn't set the damn edge. Okay. Hey, listen, for those of you who don't know what this means, this means there's a play. Go back and watch the game tonight. There's a play tonight where the quarterback drops. Okay. There's a little twist being done with the line. And. One of those guys, it was Weiss, I think, they're supposed to set that edge, meaning yep. can't get around. Wide. No, nothing between even the sidelines. Josh Allen would still be running right now. Okay? Yeah. They ran the ball. Carol, Mind you, Carolina's backups ran the ball pretty well tonight, and that's consistently been a problem with this defensive line, and they better friggin' correct it, Mark. Yeah, I don't know what his obsession is with Wise. I mean, like you said, last year we saw enough of him. And and he, can he make plays? Yeah, he makes plays. He had a sack. He he had a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. So he, he makes plays in spots. But damn it, for for, for, for all that he gives you, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't give you. I mean, yeah. he gets beat a lot. To your point, he can't seal the edge. It, 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 you know, Jennings is the guy. Anthony Jennings is the guy that you've been impressed with. And that's the guy we were waiting to see from Alabama if he made any progress. I like him. Um, What they're probably going to do is they're probably going to use him in in a pass defense. So you'll probably see guy like Anderson, Guy, Gotchow, or, you know, Bonmore. Uche's been seeing a little bit of time. Yep. But when they go to a a pass defense, you'll see Bonmore, you'll see Gotchow, Judon, you'll see Jennings, Uche, some of these guys that want to get after the quarterback. So they'll, they'll have packages for this kind of thing. But when they're playing their base, and and you're looking at Anderson, Guy, Gotchow, and Davis, you know that that's the, the yeah. gap control sucks, Mark. It yeah, sucks. Man. And when you get to the next level, Bentley's Bentley, wasn't he tonight? Yeah, Bentley was Bentley tonight. Bentley was Bentley. And we signed them to anybody. a contract. That we signed them to another contract. So yeah. now, what did you see out of the um, McMillan and Wilson? Mac Wilson, the kid from they picked up from Cleveland, and McMillan. Supposedly flashed early in camp last year, got hurt, was out for the season. Has speed, can, can supposedly get sideline to sideline. What did you see out of them tonight? I, well, I don't think you weren't so impressed with Mac Wilson, the linebacker we picked up from Cleveland, and Rashawn McMillan. McMillan, I didn't see Wilson all that much tonight. I didn't, okay. You know, I didn't see him all that much. I was happy with him from last week. I liked his sideline to sideline. He looks like a safety. I liked yep. his speed. I like his tackling ability. I like how he gets low. McMillan has been bad. He's been okay. bad for a couple. And he had a few plays last last week, but tonight he was late. He tackled high. The, his tackling was good. Um, he got blocked. Couldn't get off a couple of blocks. I saw um, any type of coverage in the middle. Look, the, the middle of the field was wide open again. For, and for that's been that's been wide open. That, that's us. That's our issue. Right. And so that was an issue. And, you know, you even had Phillips and Duggar and those guys in there, too, and it was still wide open. So, Chris, how about corner? So at corner. Yeah. So Jonathan Jones got a lot of play tonight, didn't he? Well, he what, what I found interesting is I think Jones and, and Mills are going to be your starters. I think I think I thought it would have been Mitchell, but Mitchell has showed poor over the last the last week of practice. He hasn't played well. And so I think Jonathan Jones, Christ, you got to put him at the boundary corner. You have a problem. You put, you, you're putting Jonathan Jones at the field corner, the white side. That's a that's problem, a problem for right? them. That's a problem, right? So their they're, they're corners are weak. But it will be Mills and Jones, and it'll be like Mitchell in the middle. I like Wade. I like how what I see out of him. I like some of the flashes in him, and maybe he can step up. But it's the weakest, it's, it's the weakest link. Right Chris, now, who was and, and who and I know we need to move on, but who was so there was one play in particular on defense that really drove you crazy. It was like a, I don't know if it was like a second and six. No, maybe it was a third down. 
third and like four or five, whatever it was. And and it, it ended up being like a fourth and inches. They didn't go for it, but if it was a regular season game, they probably would have. Oh, the tackling? The tackling. Because oh. that's oh. been your issue for two years. Oh, Frig, man. You know, and this was, I think it was, I think it was. Was it Mitchell? Uh, I think it was Mitchell. I, I don't remember. I don't, don't understand why. I don't understand why a frigging corner and an edge player will come up and tackle somebody up here. Up in here. In the because show. he dragged him yeah. for like three extra yards. He dragged him for another three yards. And instead of it being fourth and two, fourth and three, it's a punt for sure. Now it's fourth and inches. What the hell are you doing? There's no way they could possibly have learned that somewhere. I don't get it. But they all do it. And it pisses me off. So the secondary safeties, I think they'll be okay. But No, safeties, I think they're going to be they're gonna be fine. Corners are a problem. And uh, real quick, Mark, you liked what you saw of who was calling, who was running that defense tonight too. Well, it looked like. Real quick. They both had headsets on, but it looked like it was Gerard Mayo who was involved in, 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 in calling the plays, and they kept showing him, and it looked like he had control of, of, of the piece tonight, and he was calling the plays, even though I know Belichick's son had a headset on, but it looked like Mayo was the one who was in charge tonight, Chris, which Mark we wants, were both happy with that. Mark is looking for him to ascend to the head coaching job, and I know I wouldn't disagree with that one second. So, no. listen, that's our preview. That's our Pats Nation post-game show, the only post-game show worth watching, and uh, tune in. Make sure 30 minutes following every Patriots game. Mark and I have all your post-game coverage starting on September 11th versus Miami, and uh, Pats Nation was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. When we come back, I always say it, buckle up. Catone's Comments is next. Tune in to Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Time for Kitsone Comments! All right, so I'm, I, listen, I'm going to admit that I'm going to show my age in this Katone's comments. Make sure you mute him, Joe. I'm going to show my age in Katone's comments. <laughs> Okay. 135 years so, old. Oh, I told you, Joe, to mute him. So now, you know, when I was when I was younger, right, we had cars, right? We had remember, remember the IROC Z, right? For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, right? We had these wow. Z28 Chevy Camaros. They were called IROC Zs, right? And they <laughs> and they listen, they if you gave it, you gave it juice. You know, they were a little loud, right? They were a little loud. You had the the you had the um the transams, right? The Pontiac Transam, right? And I'm not talking about the the Smokey and the Bandit Transam, Chris, because he he's talking about me being old. I'm talking about the the Transams that were shaped like the Irox, right? They had those, and and we had th different types of muscle cars. You gave them gas. They were loud, but but. They, they weren't obnoxiously loud. I mean, back in the, in the old days, they were, but they weren't bad, right? People drove them, and, and they would give them gas, and they were loud. Yeah, okay, but it wasn't obnoxiously loud. I don't understand what this generation, I don't understand this generation. So they got these things. I don't know what the hell they are. They're like extensions. They put them on their, their mufflers. It's 9, 10 o'clock at night. You're trying to watch TV. These people drive in neighborhoods. They hit the they hit the, the gas. I don't know what the hell it is. It ain't like anything I've ever heard before. My dog's barking. It's eleven o'clock at night. They wake me up. I'm drooling on myself because they 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 they're putting you all you can hear are these mufflers, right? I, I don't understand it. And then the, the cars are worth about fifty cents. That's about what the cars were, and they're driving. And they got these things on them, and they're making all these all this noise. I mean, you got people who got infants, babies, they're sleeping, and you're putting these, these, these extensions on these cars. Now, the police should find these people. I'm going to go back to Catone's driving school. You need to find these people with these artificial... I don't know what the hell extensions they put on their cars that make all these noise. It's crazy. You've probably heard them 
Chris and Joe. They go, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the hell they are. And I'm not to, allowed to talk. Okay, you're shut <laughs> off. That's true. You're shut off. But it drives me crazy. And listen, I know I hey, listen, I know I'm getting old, right? But it it drives me out of my mind. Listen, if the car's made that way, okay, great. The car's made that way. You're driving around in the Corvette or something like that. Okay, hey, you punch it, it's gonna you're gonna hear it. That's fine. But not this artificial garbage that they're putting on these cars, these young kids. I don't understand it. Our generation didn't do that. We had, we, like I said, we had those IROCs, but we weren't putting stuff on them. We, they were just naturally, that's the way they drove. That's it. I'm frustrated. <laughs> hey, this guy. You muted him. Now we can't hear him, Joe. <laughs> For those of you who are, uh, the generation Mark comes from is the ha the hammer and chisel. Okay, generation. here we go. Here okay. we go. Hammer. So, um, it's a couple of things. First of all, Mark's like 135 years old. First of all, okay. Did you, Mark? Did you have an uh, IROC? Looks good for his age. No, IROC or my brother had an IROC. Okay, <laughs> I did not. My brother had an IROC. So, yeah, I didn't have an IROC. I had like a Dodge Reliant. Yeah, like a 1978. <laughs> yeah, know? I did not have an IROC. What are you laughing about in the background with the hey. booth? He had a 78 Dodge Omni. With the no, we, no, we did it. None of the doors worked. He had to climb in through the window to get in the car, right? My hey, wrong hey, you know what? He still Nobody has it. Had to start the car with a screwdriver. Listen, I had a black, I don't know, it might have been a 77, black Pontiac, black Pontiac Grand Prix with red leather seats. There you go. That's nice. nice. So, uh, so that mock, yeah, I remember the time. Did you have your uh, flat top with the tail in the back? Oh, you know, now you're giving away all the secrets, Chris. Was that mock? Yeah. No, so no. one thing I, one, Joe, one thing I caught here from him oh, is, here we go, says, Joe. It's eight, nine o'clock at night. Well, okay, you here's the that. thing, okay, <laughs> Mark. Those noises were happening at eight, nine o'clock when you were a kid too. The difference <laughs> now is. You you've been sleeping for two and a half hours at eight nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, but but listen, but then I wake up about eleven midnight, and then I can't. I, I'm up until four in the morning. I'm calling him. He is. He did. <laughs> but you talk about the cops. The cops should be doing something about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because that's what they're worried about in this day and age. They're worried about the mufflers on the cars. They got kids running around with bazookas out there. You know what I mean? And you want them, you want them to pull over. Listen, my dog's barking, you know. <laughs> we haven't seen your dog in a while, Mark. No, I got him locked. He's good. He's he, I got him uh, trained. Locked up. No, I got him trained. He's trained. He's trained. He's not locked up, yeah. he's trained. Mark, you should get a vintage. Well, you know what? Payback then. Find out where these kids live. Go get yourself an IROC. Go get go 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 on to what do you call that? What do you Google? Uh, go out I to the Google, Google the, the internet and the Google thing that people use. Joe, the Google to, thing. What? That? You want to talk weird. about me being 135 years old? Go oh on to the God. Google thing, the face, the Facebook, the face thing, uh, and see if somebody's selling an old IROC with the muffler and all that. And you could drive by these kids' houses and rev it up. You could put your your flat top wig with the tail on, you know, like Belichick's son. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Belichick's son's got the mullet. He's got the mullet. So, Mark, good stuff. Listen, I think I think everybody, I think we all. Certainly, we all can, you know, sympathize with what you're what you're talking about because yeah, I can't stand that stuff either. All the noise, noise, noise is bad. Just you know, no more. Noise. You know what? It's not necessarily the noise; it's the unnecessary noise. It's yes, like you no. go, all right, that's that's unnecessary. There's oh, just yeah. no reason. You know we I mean? we we sound like you know we sound like people <laughs> out there. We sound like three guys sitting at the park playing chess, just bitching and bitching and bitching <laughs> about the way things are today. Let's get off that now, Mark. Good stuff. Oh. Gatone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice, only if the voice isn't too loud. When we oh, I'm going to hear this now, Joe. <laughs> when we come back, listen, you heard enough from us. So when we come back, we're going to hear from one of you in the nation. Heated Hotline is next. This is Charlie from Warwick. Since when Red Sox fans don't you care about making the playoffs? Making the playoffs is great. We should be going for it. Who the hell you people think you are? 
Everybody's spoiled with the New England Patriots and all their success. Come on, Red Sox, let's go close the gap, make the playoffs, and you never know. Stop being spoiled, fans. Now, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta admit. Normally, I wouldn't be rooting for the Red Sox or for the fans to root for them because obviously a Yankee fan. But as a, a, a you know, East Coast uh, sports show, I had to give it to this guy because. He makes a point, right? Was that Vito Corleone? Who was that? <laughs> I don't know, but that, that, may be, that may be a guy who had an eye rock back in the day. It just smoked yeah. a whole pack of cigarettes itself. Uh, what the uh, hell is that? Yeah, he sounds like he's on the smoke away commercial. No, now, wait, what was his what, name? What was I, his can't... name? Charlie. 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 Charlie from where? Warwick? I think I heard him say Warwick. Warwick. Yeah. Charlie from Warwick, yes. Charlie from Warwick, we appreciate the call. And uh, Mark, is he uh, is he right? Because we talked about this last week a little, or two weeks, whatever it was. We um, did. About the situation with trying to play for the playoffs when – is he right? Well, I definitely think – we'll put it this way. I definitely think that the Patriots fans – he brings up the Patriots after he brings up the Red Sox and the Patriots. I definitely think the Patriot fans, listen, we've, we've been spoiled by success, but being spoiled by success, I think has given Belichick a pass, right? Like yeah. no one's really on, like you think about it, Chris, you watched this game tonight. Were you impre- impressed with what you saw? No, but he, no one's going to be all over him. And the Red Sox, should they have made a couple of moves at the deadline? You got rid of the uh, the best catcher probably in the American League for what? For nothing? If you really want to make so, in other words, they know they're not a World Series team this year. So to Charlie's point, I don't think they're really pushing to make the playoffs, and I think that's all right with the fans because they they've been they're drunk with success, right? They've won more World Series than the Yankees have in the last ten years. So you know, hey, I, I think he's right. I I think Charlie's right. It's a sign of the times. Yeah, the guys with the IROX. Remember, Joe, are we gonna Joe? It's just the, now he's gonna listen to this for, for a couple of weeks now. The guys with the IROCs remember the people. We all remember when it was a hundred. Well, how many years? Yeah, whatever it was yeah. before they won a World Series, right? And so yeah. any any sniff at the I look, I'll say this: making the playoffs in basketball, you know, it just getting in eh, some other sports. I don't make too much of it, but in baseball. If you can make the playoffs in baseball, I think that's a that you should, you should because if one if there's one sport out there, in my opinion, and don't try don't stop watching the game over my show. Oh, pay attention to what I'm you saying. Please, pay attention. So if, if if there's one sport, Mark, you tell us. You're the baseball guy. If to me, if there's one sport that allows you to make a run in the playoffs and get oh, somewhere well, and upset it's teams, it's baseball. Sure, you get hot pitching and your bats go cold. We're going to talk, Mark. You know what? This is a great chance in a second for Mark to talk about the Yankees a little bit because of what's been going on, and that's a good, good example of why you well, should be playing. Look at last year. Well, look at last year. Red Sox got in as a wild card. Avaldi goes in, pitches a great game against the Yankees. Obviously, beats us, yep. and then they have a shot. And 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 they took the they took the Astros five games or six games. Like they had a shot to get to the yes. World Series. And that team had no business doing that, but they got hot at the right time. So you're right, Chris. Baseball is a sport. If you can catch fire and somebody's bats go cold or somebody's bats get hot or the pitching staff gets going, you could steal a series. And now all of a sudden, okay, now we're a shot. Now we got a shot. Right. I mean, and again, it's, again, I think it's a sign of the times. Because look, if if you're under 20 years old or you're 20, pretty much okay you you what you've seen in new england sports oh my god you've seen the celtics win you've seen the bruins win you've seen uh, multiples from boston from the red sox forget to say nothing about what the pats have done over the last but 20 at years the which same was- time i will say they they all won at the same time it was just about so so my son will be 20 years old in december and he knows nothing else but, you know, Patriots winning Super Bowls. I oh, mean, he's God. a Yankee. He's a Yankee fan. He's not a Red Sox fan. But, you know, it, it, Celtics, Bruins. But you're right. The Patriots, that's all he knows. He 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 didn't sit. He wasn't like us sitting in those metal benches at the old Shaper Stadium, right? 
Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't do that now. You must have to talk him in. I mean, he watching what's going on with the Patriots the last couple of years, he must be. Well, I right? hear him at the, during the drafts. He's disgusted. But, disgusted. but no, yeah, sitting in those bleachers again, it's a sign of the times. I mean, Jim, yeah. I, I, when I got my season tickets, they stunk. I used to sit in those bench seats when it was like windshield, ten, like five, eight below, playing Indianapolis, who sucked. I mean, they, was, they sucked as bad as we did. And but those fans, nobody around. But here I am sitting there. Yeah, right? And the fans that showed up, though, were rabid. They wanted to win, right? Oh, they were yeah. just sick of being losing, a loser. But now it's it's different. That's when they used to let you bring anything in to the stadium. <laughs> you know, any type of cooler flask, anything. Any, My God, yeah. holy they crap. just wanted bodies. Right. But a Schaefer Stadium open. You know? Anyway, so, yeah, listen, I mean um, – Again, it's definitely a, a, a generational thing. It is. It has to be. I mean, but now I think what you're going to see is, well, so what happens next then? Before we get to the Yanks a little bit. What happens now when we start to see losing for a while? Because that you could see it trending. I mean, other than the Celtics. Celtics have a good, you know, they, they have a future. You know, if they don't. Well, here's my thing. So it's, here's, here's, here's my thing. Like start, wait, you're going to start to see these young fans just, find something else to do because there is a lot of else well to i'm do. gonna be honest with you, you I, I they're not gonna be like charlie they're not gonna stick around if you're not winning I, i'm gonna be honest with you charlie's a real new england fan he's 176 he's, years old he is, of course but, he is. But, but this younger generation there's too much competition for their dollar so yeah. you're, they're not going to continue to go sit and pay the prices to watch a red sox game or or, or a patriot game if they're not winning and and that's when you'll see things, I think, change. Because if you look at the two organizations right now, Chris, it looks like the Red Sox are okay yeah. with what they're doing in this philosophy and, and, and doing things differently and not spending as much money as they once did. And, and that's why Hein Bloom's there. The Patriots, on the other hand, have a model for winning, which, yes, Kraft never had to go out and get free agents and spend a lot of money because they won because of the coaching you had number 12 a variety of things but if they start losing and fans don't start to fill that and don't fill that stadium he's a businessman mr craft will tell bill bye bye it's i'm not going to put up with this because he's about the bottom line but i do think he'll spend money that he's not going to lose like i i think the red Sox are okay with with losing a little bit yeah, I mean they don't spend the same. They don't really spend the same kind of money. No, they don't. Uh, Football's about, totally different than Celtics, baseball. But, um, but yeah, look, getting. I mean, getting back to what what the caller is talking about. I, I I'm of the opinion if you can make the playoffs, then you should. And and look, they they is it it's fam right? They brought in. Yes. Okay. You heard what he said. And by the way, players today have no problem calling out the owner, do they? No, uh, the GM, no, I mean, no, they don't. I mean, they really don't. he comes in and he had a big game winning hit um, because the, the Red Sox have started to play better. Yeah. And so he comes in and says, hey, I wanted to come here. I wanted to come here in April, in May. Okay. And Heim, you know, because he has a history with Heim Bloom over in um, over Tampa. And when he, I believe when he played for Tampa, right? He did play for Tampa, yeah. And so he said, hey, Heim didn't pull the, he wouldn't pull the trigger. I wanted to come there. So, These Mark, players was don't it care the, anymore. No. So, did Hein Bloom just not believe? Did he not believe in this team right from the start? It appears that way, doesn't it? It appears that way, doesn't it? I think they came out of the spring training and, and they said, "Hey, let's go with what we got. If we can make a run, great. If we don't, as long as we put a competitive team on the field, our fans will be okay. We're selling the place out. We're making. We, we, we got the highest price tickets in the in, in the league." And I think they were okay with that for this year, because but, he's not because he's not looking at, you know, when he comes in and he knows that we got to get that sale contract sucks. Yeah, we know he's never going to get on the field, and bringing story in. Do we just say goodbye to Bogart? So he's kind of thinking about again that five year plan, right? Yeah, you always got to be re try to be relevant for five years versus elite. Yep, and 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 so so yeah, so I think he was okay going into the season. They didn't bring in. You you use the example of Finn because I don't think they really they just wanted to be competitive. They they knew they weren't they in their mind knew this was not a championship team and and that's my belief. They knew that, Chris. They had to. Yeah. So Charlie, I, I agree with you. I think Mark agrees with you. Absolutely. Because we are the hammer and chisel 
generation. You know, that's how we write our names. Ding, 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 you know, yeah. that's how we wrote back then, you know? So, um, yeah, again, look, like I said, make the playoffs in baseball. Anything can happen. And mock on the other side. Okay. On the on other, the other side, side, what the hell is happening with the, Yankees? on the other side, the Yankees, that ain't enough. Just make the playoffs. That is enough. And the way they started and, and the start that they had, if they don't go to the world series, which I'm going to tell you something, Chris, Somebody better beat Houston for them because they're not beating Houston in the seven-game nope. series. They are not beating them. So, but to Mark's so, credit, you said that when they were winning. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Because, you know, you can just you, – if you know baseball and you watch the way the teams are built and constructed, you know that Houston was would give them a problem in a seven-game series. Why? One of the reasons why, Houston's got a number one, Verlander. Yeah. Garrett Cole, Chris, doesn't seem to be a number one. Like, do you, do you have confidence with Cole going up against Verlander? No, I don't. Not now, not, not now. Not, I don't. Now. I don't. I mean, I, you I know, it, it's so. Uh, so, listen, I mean, if they make the playoffs and don't go to the World Series, it was a disappointing season based on the way they started, right? Well, what's wrong? I mean, what's wrong? We have a few minutes. What What has happened? Well, the bullpen has injuries, right? So, the bullpen, you had King got hurt, um, you know. Uh, uh, Chapman got hurt. He's coming back now. Um, the middle, Loisaga was out for a while. Like, like the bullpen, for the middle of the bullpen and the back end of the bullpen, now you lost guys. Now they got some guys coming back. But also, you've had some injuries, right? Of course, Stanton always going to eventually end up on the DL. You, you can count on that. You can count on that. Carpenter was your hot, one of your hottest hitters other than Judge. Yeah, now he's on, the, he's on the uh, injured reserve. So, But guys that were hitting earlier in the season, Hicks. What the hell happened to him? Like, these guys aren't producing. So, Glaber Torres, Torres, Torres was hot early, has faded, right? Mm -hmm. Even Rizzo, he, I know he, he, he got a couple of hits in the last couple of games. He was hot early, faded, right? You're not, seeing, you're not getting much production out of Rizzo right now either. Yeah. So, I mean. Thank God for the walk-off the other night. Thank God for the walk-off. But if you look at their lineup top to bottom, it's what we talked about before the season started. They're going to depend on what? The three-run homer to win a, game, a playoff game? You can't string hits together. No. You don't win in the playoffs if you can't string hits together. The pitching is too good in the playoffs. You can't count on the two-run homer, the three-run homer. That don't happen in the playoffs. And that's why we've been sent home every single year. And it's going to happen again. Because well, unless something happens where you can get hot, top to bottom, you're not going to win waiting for a judge to hit a three-run homer and somebody else to hit a two-run homer. That's not going to happen in the playoffs. No, because it, it goes cold. But they, they were playing cold. small ball, weren't they? They were. They were. They were. And, 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 and I don't know. Somehow we went away from it. It's not working. But I'll, let me ask you this. If you don't go to the World Series and you get knocked out again by, say, Houston, do you bring Boone back? You, you Even are though? aching. You are aching to fire that guy. Mark has wanted Boone gone <laughs> It was almost pissing them off how successful. Base. <laughs> right. Listen. Yeah, let him play third. It was Do almost him back? shut up. We, it was almost pissing you off how successful they were. First oh, half it was pissing you because, off too. Because you want Boone out, Mark. Listen, tell me why though. You talk about timely hitting. This yeah. is to me, they're leaving guys on base. I, the amount of hits they get, they're getting a ton of hits in the game, but they're not timely. They're leaving the bases loaded. The other night, they left the bases loaded like what, two, three times and got nothing? And, 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 and that's, that's it. So think about it. <clears throat> they don't have anybody that you can say is a guy that can produce doubles, singles. Like they don't have a, a, like a, a 300 hitter that's not, you know, hitting for power. That's just a hitter. Like who, look at the lineup. Who, who do they have? Yeah. Okay, obviously, Judge is an MVP. Okay, great. And they better pony up the cash because Whoa. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. That's a whole other issue, right? Well. Garrett Cole better grow himself a set because you're getting all that goddamn money. You better become a number one real quick for the playoffs. Real quick. Yeah. And Boone may be gone if they don't, if they're not. Well, if they don't go, Chris, if they don't go to the World Series, how do you bring them back again? Honestly, God, be the, way they, the way they started, I, I just don't know if you can bring them back. So we'll see what happens next week. We're going to have a lot more on Yankees, Red Sox. Jolly, we appreciate that call. It got us going on a lot of different things. So thank you. Heated Hotline was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. You do know why we made we, that was presented 
Heated Hotline was presented by uh, Course of Law Group. Joe, you know why? Don't oh you? yeah, yes. <laughs> Skipping commercials, you know we got to right. we got commitment time and uh, skip the Course of Law Group, our sponsors. Uh, that's I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> so guys listen it's that time again we got to get going uh patriots game looks like it's just about ending and uh it's going to be uh, i think a 13 10 final oh uh, what an exciting so, game that so was. that's going to be oh. a nice win for them right so uh so thank you gentlemen good week and thank you all for joining us uh listen tune in all week long our stuff is up uh all the shows youtube iHeartRadio. get on there subscribe give us a thumbs up follow us uh, make sure you listen to all the shows. Go back and, uh, you know, come back next week. Now, we're going to be doing a similar thing next week, next Friday, when uh, the Patriots travel to Vegas to play the Raiders, except we're going to do it pregame. We want to give you a taste of the Pats Nation, both pre- and post-game, so you can get a good glimpse of us. You can come back on September 11th when they face the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and uh, that'll air Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on Corso and Catone. We're going to have all the coverage on that and some more Yankees, Red Sox talk. Anything you want to talk about, why mock? We're Corso and Catone. The real hey, deal. Hey, listen, it. and if they got a chance this week, go on Google and look for an IROC. <laughs> That's it. We are the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday.